This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Recording by Michael Kirkpatrick. The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. Section 6. Letter F. Fairy. Noun. A creature, variously fashioned and endowed, that formerly inhabited the meadows and forest, it was nocturnal in its habit, and somewhat addicted to dancing and the theft of children. The fairies are now believed by naturalists to be extinct, though a clergyman of the Church of England saw three near Clochester as lately as 1855, while passing through a park after dining with the lord of the manor. The sight greatly staggered him, and he was so affected that his account of it was incoherent. In the year 1807, a troop of fairies visited a wood near Aix, and carried off a daughter of a peasant who had been seen to enter it with a bundle of clothing. The son of a wealthy bourgeoisie disappeared about the same time, but afterwards returned. He had seen the abduction, been in pursuit of the fairies. Justinian Gauss, a writer of the fourteenth century, avers that so great is the fairy's power of transformation that he saw one change itself into two opposing armies and fight a battle with great slaughter and that the next day after it had resumed its original shape and gone away there were seven hundred bodies of the slain which the villagers had to bury he does not say if any of the wounded recovered in the time of henry the third of england a law was made which prescribed the death penalty for klingjing waudingj or mengjing a fairy and it was universally respected faith. Noun. Belief without evidence, in what is told by one who speaks without knowledge, of things without parallel. Famous. Adjective. Conspicuously miserable. Done to a turn, on the iron, behold, him who to be famous aspired. Content? Well, his grill has a plating of gold, and his twistings are greatly admired. By Hanson Brewbuddy. Fashion. Noun. A despot with whom the wise ridicule and obey. A king there was who lost an eye, in some excess of passion, and straight his courtiers all did try to follow the new fashion. Each dropped one eyelid when before the throne he ventured thinking, t'would please the king that monarch swore, he slay them all for winking. What should they, they do? They were not hot to hazard such disaster. They dared not close an eye, dare not see better than their master. Seeing them, lachrymose and glum, a leech consoled the weeper. He spread small rags with liquid gum, and covered half their peepers. The court all wore the stuff, the flame of royal anger dying. That's how court plaster got its name, unless I'm greatly lying. By Narmi Oaf. Festival. Noun. A festival, a religious celebration, usually signalized by gluttony and drunkenness, frequently in honor of some holy person distinguished for abstentiousness. In the Roman Catholic Church, feasts are movable and immovable, but celebrants are universally immovable until they are full. In the earliest development, these entertainments took the forms of feasts for the dead. Such were held by the Greeks under the name of Nemesia, by Aztecs and Peruvians, 
and as in modern times they are popular with the Chinese, though it is believed that the ancient dead, like the modern, were light eaters. Among the many feasts of the Romans was Novem Dilia, which was held according to Livy whenever stones fell from the heaven. Felon, noun, a person of greater enterprise than discretion, who in embracing an opportunity has formed an unfortunate attachment. Female, noun, one of the opposing or unfair sex. The maker, at creation's birth, with living things had stalked the earth, from elephants to bats and snails, they all were good, for all were males. But when the devil came and saw, he said, By thine internal law of growth, maturity, decay, These all must pass quick away, And leave untenanted the earth. Unless thou dost establish birth, Then tucked his head beneath his wings, To laugh he had no sleeve. The thing with devilatry did so accord, That he suggested to the Lord, the master pondered this advice, then shook and threw the fateful dice, wherewith all matters here below are ordered and observed the throw, then bent his head in awful state, confirming the decree of fate, from every part of earth anew, conscious dust consenting flew, while rivers from their courses rolled, to make it plastic for the mould, enough collected, but no more, for niggard nature hoards her store, he needed it, to flexible clay, while well, Nick unseen threw some away, and then the various forms he cast, gross organs first, and finer last. No one at once evolved, but all by even touches grew and small, degrees advanced till shade by shade to match all living things he made, females complete in all their parts, except his clay gave out. The hearts? No matter, Satan cried, with speed, I'll fetch the very hearts they need. So flew away, and soon brought back the number needed in a sack. That night earth rang with sound of strife, ten million males each had a wife. That night sweet peace her pinion spread, over hell ten million devils dead. By G. J. Fib Noun, a lie that has not cut its teeth, and habitual liars nearest approach to truth, the peregrine of his eccentric orbit. When David said, All men are liars, Dave himself a liar, fib like any thief, perhaps he thought to weaken disbelief by proof that even himself was not a slave to truth, though I suspect the aged knave had been all of her servitors the chief. Had he but known a fig's reluctant leaf, Is more than ever she wore on land or wave. No, David served not naked truth When he struck the sledgehammer blow at all his race, Nor did he hit the nail upon the head, For reason shows that it could never be, And the facts contradict him to his face. Men are not all liars, for some are dead. By Bartonel Quickner Fickleness, noun the iterated satiety of an enterprising affection. Fiddle, noun, an instrument to tickle human's ears by friction of a horse's tail on the entrails of a cat. To Rome, said Nero, 
If to smoke you turn, I shall not cease to fiddle while you burn. To Nero, Rome replied, Pray do your worst. Tis my excuse that you were fiddling first. By Orm Plunge Fidelity Noun A virtue peculiar to those who are about to be betrayed. Finance Noun The art or science of managing revenue and resources for the best advantage of the manager. The pronunciation of this word, with the eye long and the accent on the first syllable, is one of America's most precious discoveries and possessions. Flag. Noun. A colored rag borne above troops and hoisted on forts and ships. It appears to serve the same purpose as certain signs that one sees in vacant lots in London. Rubbish may be shot here. Flesh. Noun. The second person of the secular trinity. Flop. Verb. Suddenly, to change one's opinion and go over to another party. The most notable flop on the record was that of Saul of Tarsus, who had been severely criticized as a turncoat by some of our partisan journals. Flyspeck. Noun. The prototype of punctuation. It is observed by Govinius that the system of punctuation in use by various literary nations depends originally upon the social habits and the general diet of flies investing the several countries. These creatures, which have always been distinguished for a neighborly and companionable familiarity with the author, liberally or niggardly embellish the manuscripts in the process of growth under the pen according to their bodily habits, bringing out the sense of the work by a species of interpretation superior to and independent of the writer's power. The old masters of the literature, that is to say, the early writers, whose work is so esteemed by later scribes and critics in the same language, never punctuated at all, but worked right along free-handed, without the abruption of the thought which comes from the use of points. We observe the same thing in children today, whose usage in this particular is a striking and beautiful instance of the law that infancy of individuals reproduces the methods and stages of development characterizing the infancy of the race. In the working of these primitive scribes, all of the punctuations is found by the modern investigator with his optical instrument and chemical tests to have been inserted by the writer's ingenious and serviceable collaborators, the common housefly, mucus maledicta. In transcribing the ancient MSS for the purpose of either making the work their own or preserving what they naturally regard as divine revelations, later writers reverently and accurately copy whatever marks they find upon the papyrus or parchment to the unspeakable enhancement of the lucidity of the thought and value of the work. Writers, contemporarily, with a copyness naturally avail themselves of the obvious advantages of these marks in their own work, and with such existence as the flies of their own households may be willing to grant. Frequently, rival and sometimes surpass the older compositions in respect at least of punctuation, which is no small glory. Fully to understand the important services that flies perform to the literature, it is only necessary to lay a passage of some popular novelist alongside a saucer of cream and molasses in a sunny room, and observe how the wit brightens and the style refines in accurate proportion to the duration of the exposure. Folly. Noun. 
that gift and faculty divine, whose creative and controlling energies inspires man's minds, guides his actions, and adorns his life. Folly, although Erasmus praised thee once in a thick volume, and all authors known, if not thy glory, yet thy power have shown, deem to take homage from thy son, who hunts through all the mazes brothers, fools, and dunce? To mend their lives, and to sustain his own, however feebly by his arrows thrown, however each hide the flying weapons blunt, all father's folly, be it mine to raise, with lusty lungs here on his western strand, with all thine offspring thronged from every land, thyself inspiring me the song of praise, and if too weak I'll hire to help me ball, Dick Watson Gilda, gravest of us all. By Aramis Loto Frop Fool, noun, a person who pervades the domain of intellectual speculation and diffuses himself through the channels of moral activity, he is omnific, omniform, omniprecipent, omniscient, omnipotent, he it was who invented letters, printing, the railroad, the steamboat, the telegraph, the platitude, and the circle of the sciences. He created patriotism and taught the nation's war, founded theology, philosophy, law, medicine, and Chicago. He established monarchical and republican governments. He is from everlasting to everlasting, such as creation dawn beheld he fooleth now. In the morning of time he sang upon primitive hills, and in the noonday of existence headed the procession of being. His grandmotherly hand was warmly tucked in the set sun of civilization, and in the twilight he prepares man's evening meal of milk and morality, and turns down the cover of the universal grave. And after the rest of us shall have retired for the night of eternal oblivion, he will set up to write the history of human civilization. Force, noun. Force is but might, the teacher said. That definition's just. The boy said not, but threw instead, remembering his pounded head. Force is not might, but must. Forefinger, noun. The finger commonly used in pointing out two malefactors. Foreordination, noun. This looks like an easy word to define, but when I consider that pious and learned theologians have spent long lives in explaining it, and written libraries to explain their explanations, when I remember the nations that have been divided in bloody battles caused by the difference between foreordination and predestination, and that millions of treasures have been expended in the effort to prove and disprove its compatibility with the freedom of will and efficacy of prayer, praise, and a religious life, recalling these awful facts in the history of the world, I stand appalled before the mighty problem of its signification. Abasing my spiritual eyes, fearing to contemplate its portentous magnitude, reverently uncover and humbly refer it to his eminence Cardinal Gibbons and his grace Bishop Potter. Forgetfulness, noun, a gift of God bestowed upon doctors in compensation for their destitution of conscience. Fork, noun, an instrument used chiefly for the purpose of putting dead animals into the mouth. 
Formerly, the knife was employed for this purpose, and by many worthy persons is still thought to have many advantages over the other tool, which, however, they do not altogether reject, but use to assist in charging the knife. The immunity of the person from swift and awful death is one of the most striking proofs of God's mercy to those who hate him. Forma papyrus, Latin. In the character of a poor person, a method by which a litigant without money for lawyers is considerately permitted to lose his case. When Adam, long ago in Cupid's awful court, for Cupid ruled ere Adam was invented, sued for Eve's favor, says an ancient law report, he stood and pleaded unhambilimented. You sue and form a papyrus, I see, Eve cried. Actions can't here be that way prosecuted. So all poor Adam's motions coldly were denied. He went away as he had come, non-suited. By G.J. Frank Alamoyne Noun The tenure by which a religious corporation holds land on the condition of praying for the soul of the donor. In medieval times, many of the wealthiest fraternities obtained their estates in this simple and cheap manner. And once, when Henry the Eighth of England sent an officer to confiscate certain vast possessions which a fraternity of monks held by Frank Lemoyne, What? said the prior. Would you have our master stay our benefactor's soul in purgatory? Aye, said the officer, coldly. And ye will not pray him thence, for not he must and roast. But look you, my son, persisted the good man, this act hath rank as robbery of God. Nay, nay, good father, my master the king doth but deliver him from the manifold temptation of too great wealth. Freebooter, noun, a conqueror in a small way of business, whose annexation lacks the sanctifying merits of magnitude. Freedom, noun. Exemption from the stress of authority in a beggarly half-dozen of restraints, infinite multitude of methods, a political condition that every nation supposes itself to enjoy in virtual monopoly. Liberty, this distinction between freedom and liberty, is not accurately known. Naturalists have never been able to find a living specimen of either. Freedom, as every schoolboy knows, once shrieked as Koishk fell. On every wind, indeed, the blows, I hear her yell. She screams whenever monarchs meet, and parliaments as well, to bind the chains about her feet, and toll her nail. And when sovereign people cast the votes they cannot spell, upon pestilent blasts her clamors swell. For all whom power is given to sway or to compel, among themselves apportion heaven, and give her hell. By Blairy O'Garry Freemason, noun, an order with secret rites, grotesque ceremonies, and fantastic costumes, which, originating in the reign of Charles the Second, among working artisans of London, has been joined successively by the dead of the past centuries in an unbroken retrogression until now it embraces all generations of man on hither side of Adam, and is drumming up distinguished recruits among the pre-creational inhabitants of chaos and formless void. The order was founded at different times by Charlemagne, Julius Caesar, 
Cyrus, Solomon, Zoister, Confucius, Thothomus, and Buddha. Its emblems and symbols have been found in the catacombs of Paris and Rome, on the stones of the Parthenon, and the great Chinese wall, among the temples of Karnak and Palamra, and in the Egyptian pyramids, always by a Freemason. Friendless, adjective, having no favor to bestow, destitute of fortune, addicted to the utterance of truth and common sense. Friendship, noun, a ship big enough to carry two in fair weather, but only one in foul. The sea was calm, and the sky was blue. Merrily, merrily sailed we two. High barometers maketh glad. On the tipsy ship, with a dreadful shout, the tempest descended, and we fell out. Oh, the walking is nasty bad. By Armit Huffbeetle. Frog. Noun. A reptile with edible legs. The first mention of frogs in profane literature is in Homer's narrative of the war between them and the mice. Skeptical persons have doubted Homer's authorship of the work, but the learned and ingenious industrious Dr. Sclemon has set the question forever at rest by uncovering the bones of the slain frogs. One of the forms of moral cessation by which the Pharaoh was besought to favor the Israelites was a plague of frogs, but Pharaoh liked them for scase, remarked with true Oriental stoicism that he could stand it as long as the frogs and the Jews could, so the program was changed. The frog is a diligent songster, having a good voice but no ear. The liberato of his favorite opera, as written by the Aristophanes, is brief, simple, and effective. Brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
a pageant whereby we attest our respect for the dead by enriching the undertaker and strengthening our grief by an expenditure that deepens our groans and doubles our tears the savage dies they sacrifice a horse to bear to happy hunting grounds the course our friends expire we make the money fly in hopes their souls will chase it to the sky by Jex Wapley Future Noun That period of time in which our affairs prosper, our friends are true, and our happiness is assured. End of Letter F In the Devil's Dictionary Recorded by Michael Kirkpatrick